0: This is so wizarding. You're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
1: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastair. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, "You said people gonna die." The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs.
2: No one to stop us this time.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 481 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: I could be a Jedi.
2: And
1: the expert, Mr. Marquis,
2: Marcellus Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the
1: podcast. You. The listener are listening to so wizard podcast where three friends review movies, TV and sometimes more podcasting weekly on the geek world all stars podcast network. This week, we've got our review of the full season, season one of Ahsoka. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Aubrey Litchfield, how are you?
0: Uh, you know, I'm living the dream. I'm in between like moving again in uh yeah it's 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 also like that time of year Noah's birthday is right before Christmas so like this is crunch time for me where I'm I'm moving and then I'm also like I got to prepare for Noah's birthday and then right after that is Christmas
1: yeah it's a tough time of the year um but for me too you know like Uh,
0: yeah you just had janine's birthday right and and janine's
1: birthday rolls into jen's birthday new york comic-con rolls right into rhode island comic-con and it's just it's it's insane there's there's almost not a weekend off no weeks off no weekends off (laughs) for uh like six weeks here and then that rolls right into you know thanksgiving christmas all that stuff so good times good times
0: yeah this is a very stressful time of year i know that like everybody's supposed to be happy and cheery because it's the holidays. And it's like, man, this, this is the worst time of year for me. <laughs> well,
1: it's a good thing you can, uh, you know, have the added pressure of having to watch stuff for the podcast.
0: I know that's, that's the best part.
1: Yeah. Good times. Good times. Well, we're glad that you're here. Markellis Reagans, how the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I've
2: been trying to uh, get adjusted to a new audio setup. So I apologize for my voice sign- not sounding like it usually does. Uh, You know, for some reason, things just can never go right when I'm in charge of the uh, audio system. So uh, other than that, you know, I'm still trying to get these designs up on the website. Still trying to find time to get everything ready for uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. And uh, yeah, you know, just staying busy. I did finally, finally finish watching One Piece. So I can cross that off the list. The anime? Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? No, the Netflix TV show that we reviewed like eight episodes ago. Oh, okay. Perfect. And how are you doing, Joey?
1: Well, it's great to be back. I missed you guys last week. I didn't even watch the movie, so I I didn't really listen to the podcast after the... When the spoiler drop hit, I left because I might want to watch it in the future, but it's weird. Oh,
0: it'll be your favorite movie of the year. (laughs)
1: Easily <laughs> top five movie of the year, no doubt. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I definitely need to to get on board watching that then. But
0: it's for sure a Joey movie. I
1: I, I think I have maybe missed what like less less than five episodes over the last nine years. I think I don't think I've missed very many episodes. So it's a very weird feeling when I'm not on. But ugh, man, last weekend was just wild. Man, it was wild. Um. So as as most of you know out there, and of course you guys know, I went to New York Comic Con. Uh, we went as press, uh, unfortunately, due to machinations throughout all of our lives. Um, I was only able to go for one day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we had talked about that, you know, in the past couple of weeks on the show that, you know, Adam can't go. Obviously, you guys weren't going and and I was going to just try to go by myself so I could do some coverage and not burn that bridge to read pop so we can go again in the future. Uh, so, you know, Friday, I worked three thirty in the morning to eleven thirty. I came home, got myself cleaned up, shaved my head, shaved my face, took a shower, got packed. I stopped at Walmart on the way down, and I picked up a new power bank for my phone and a couple other supplies, and I'll get into that in a second. And I hit the train station. Of course, um, as the train station was approaching on my GPS, I was also getting tons of texts that were saying, The train is delayed. The train is delayed. The train is delayed. Every time I heard a noise, I'd look down. The train was delayed another 10 minutes and it was nonstop. Um, so the train ended up being over, over an hour late. Wow. So I just sat in the parking lot and I was kind of pissed because I could have used a nap. So if I had known I had the time, even for like a 45 minute nap, uh, I would have been fucking ecstatic. <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't know. So I just hung out in my car, fired around on my phone. And, and, you know, eventually the train showed up, got on the train, started heading down to New York and I messaged uh, my boys. So uh, Dave and John from superhero speak were nice enough to let me sleep on the floor of their hotel room on Friday. And uh, that way, you know, I could go in on Friday. I did not want to go into the city at like four in the morning on on Saturday. Like you know, that would have just been awful. And I was able to, to crash in their room. So, you know, as we were getting down on the train, I, I was texting Dave, and and unfortunately, because the train was late, and it was even later than it would have been, uh, they went out to eat without me, which is fine. I'm not mad about it. I completely understand. They'd been at the con all day. I'm like, fuck. So they gave me their address to their hotel, and they're like, we'll meet you there. There's a deli across the street. And so I'm like, okay, sweet. So I walked down to the hotel. And I was t- terrified. I was walking by myself. I was gonna, Not that anything was going to happen, That I was going to get lost. I, I didn't want to get lost, but I also didn't want to look so touristy that I was going to get murdered or raped. So I was like clutching my phone, but like looking at it and then quickly hiding it so people wouldn't see I had a walking map on it. Um, right. But it, it was literally like half a mile from the train station. So I, I got down to their hotel. I walked past it. There was a deli. I went in. I ordered a chicken Caesar wrap. Um And a couple other things. And as I was standing there waiting for my food, Dave and John walked in. So, hey, um, I guess dinner was wasn't enough or wasn't good enough. But they got some more food and snacks and stuff for the next day. And I was glad because I didn't have to be some weirdo either hanging out in the street or in their hotel lobby. Um, Yeah, we just went to their hotel and and hung out. Um, I recorded a little bit. They did a little bit of an episode. So their episode was pre-recorded. And they did a little bit of a like intro and a little bit of news talk and stuff that then they spliced interviews into. Um, so I was on that for last week's superhero speak cause I was in the room. So that, that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I just got, I just, then I just got up some pillows laid down on the floor. I started going to sleep, but it was fucking cold in there, man. <laughs> like, it was cold. I was right by the air conditioner. So it was cold. And then I was like, Oh shit. So like, I fell asleep right away for like two hours. Then I got up and I'm like, fuck, I'm cold. So I like quietly crawled across the floor and I got my pants and I put my pants on. And then, um, I slept for like another two hours. Then I woke up, I still cold. So I like quietly crept across the floor and got my sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I hope none of them like see me and have a nightmare or something. But yeah, I ended up just sleeping completely in my clothes. Um, But so the reason I stopped at Walmart on the way down was that I was only there for one night. And I had to like carry my stuff with me the whole time. So I didn't want to have like all this, like packing and all these toiletries and all this stuff. So I stopped at Walmart and I got like travel size stuff that I could just throw out afterwards. So like I had travel size, contact solution, travel size, you know, shaving cream, blah, blah. And travel, travel. I brought shit razors that are like a dollar for like five. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that after I was done getting myself cleaned up and ready to go in the morning, I could just throw all that stuff in the trash so I didn't have to try to get it through security at the con. Um, why are you bringing five razor blades into the kind of convention? You know, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, they were cool. We went to the the hotel they stayed at. I mean, it's a New York City hotel. It is what it is. You know, I don't have to tell you guys, but uh, maybe for our listeners don't know, everything in New York is built up and not out. So the rooms are tiny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know, it wasn't like the glamorous life, but it served its purpose. And then uh, they have a continental breakfast there. So like a full buffet with like omelets and shit. So we went down there and absolutely stuffed ourselves for the day because it was free with the hotel stay. So, you know, obviously, you know, we want to eat as much free food as humanly possible, especially in New York City. And we headed off to the con. And so, you know, I got there. With them, we got up there a little early. John got there earlier than us, and then he told them he had an interview, so he had to get in the room. But he totally didn't have an interview. But he got <laughs> for us, so. Me and Dave were like terrified. We didn't want to do that because they'd be like, "So who are you interviewing? Well, why don't we walk you over there?" <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> um. So yeah, that kind of sucked, but. Um, then I met up with my partner in crime for the day, Stu from the Stu World Order podcast, uh, who's been on our show multiple times. You've heard his terrible take on Pearl. Um, you've heard him review some other movies with us. Great guy. Uh, he was nice enough to hang out with me for the day. Um, and it, Reed Pop was actually really cool about it because Adam emailed them and kind of let them know like what's going on in his personal situation and why he couldn't attend. And they were like super cool about it. And they were like, you can't transfer the pass. Right. To somebody else, but if they apply ASAP, we'll approve them right away. And they did. So, <laughs> nice, all right, cool. Yeah, that, they were really cool about it. I was like shocked, you know, that they were not only were they responsive that close to the con, but they were cool about it. So, shout out to Reed Pop. But, um, you know, Stu got there. We got in the door. We immediately ran into um, Ken from ODPH and uh, the guy from Three F and Nerds, and we all hung out for a little while and talked. That's when I found out, Aubrey, that Tom Hardy was going to be there. Yeah. (laughs) So it was like a hush, hush surprise thing. Yeah, it was a hush, hush surprise thing. He has a new comic book that he's co-writing with Scott Snyder coming out, and he was at the panel, and then he autographed at their booth afterwards, and then he was gone. So the cheapest you could get his his autograph with everybody else, you had to buy $260 worth of comics. Mm. Or... You could buy and you were guaranteed there. They'd sign them, including him, or you could buy a hundred dollar package of the comics, but you weren't guaranteed the autographs.
0: That's a tough call.
1: I was honestly glad you weren't there because you probably would have got arrested and we would never have <laughs> trespasses again. I was telling Ken, I'm like Aubrey would hear this news from you and already be climbing up the fucking side of the fucking <laughs> balcony or some shit, like pulling on the doors, screaming, "Top, where are
0: you?" <laughs> I saw the picture and I died inside.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean we. Then we headed up to some panels. We went to the Energon Universe panel, which is uh, Skybound Entertainment is now taking over the license for, they did Walking Dead and Invincible with Robert Kirkman. They took over the licenses for Transformers and G.I. Joe, so they have a whole interconnected comics universe coming out. So into that panel, which was freaking awesome. I got a uh, limited edition only for people at the panel, Ashcan edition of one of their G.I. Joe comics that hasn't come out yet. So then we headed down to Artist Alley, and we got it signed, and I got to talk to the writer for a little while about G.I. Joe, and he's a huge G.I. Joe fan, so we were talking about super obscure characters, and he you know, was telling me how he just keeps trying to sneak stuff into the background and little uh, Easter eggs and stuff for nerds like us, so it was cool. His name is Joshua Williamson. Um, I have savaged some of his DC work on TikTok, so I'm glad he didn't recognize me. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, you're that asshole that said Dark Crisis sucked. Um, No, (laughs) he he was he was cool as hell. So and then I went and I got a book signed by David Pepos, uh, who is a writer for Marvel and does some indie stuff as well. Uh, he did Savage Avengers. He's done a run on Moon Knight currently. And I just absolutely love his work. I think he's probably the best like new writer that's come along in mainstream marvel type comics in a while. So I got a book signed by him. Get to meet him. Me and Stu walked around. Took a whole bunch of pictures of uh, cosplayers. Um, and then I went. I had specific times that certain people were signing I wanted to meet. <laughs> of course. So uh, we headed up to Cosplay Alley. So where, where the press room was when we were press in 2019 and you guys went, there's no press there anymore. It's a completely cosplay like corner or whatever they call it. Cosplay alley. It seems like
0: that's what they were doing when we went there too. Like that's the direction they were headed.
1: Yeah. Now it's taken over the entire area. So they had cosplayers signing all weekend up there and, and lots of stuff. So I went up there and uh, Elena Strikes, a good friend of the podcast, Elena Strikes, a good friend of my wallet on OnlyFans, Elena Strikes, was uh, <laughs> was uh, had a meet and greet up there. So we went and talked to her for a little bit and got a picture taken. And she's cool as always. Love her to death. She's the best. Um, and then we headed down to the show floor because my favorite, Neptune, was signing. <laughs> And mm-hmm. Aubrey, you'd be very proud. I was able to talk to her.
0: I am very proud. And I'll always not. remember her squishy boobies because they're very <laughs> surprising to me. I, I was telling somebody this story, actually, because I was like, I'd never encountered like implants before. And I remember she gave me a hug. And for like a good 15 minutes, I would I. I'm pretty sure I just walked with this perplexed look on my you, face. You did.
1: You were still talking. You were talking about an hour later, and I'm usually the perverted one. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like memory foam. It was
1: <laughs> what the fuck? I love memory foam now.
0: I was so so perplexed. I it was, was like the highest really quality my it.
1: pillow. Let me tell you. <laughs> my pillow is medicine cabinet right now um so yeah we went and uh we didn't saw her i got a picture taken with her she uh, she's always super cool i got a eight by ten autographed by her it's her as a mark won't understand but aubrey it's her as a ada wong from resident evil four okay and she signed it to my leon joey <laughs> and i was like oh i love it and i got a um limited edition sticker because i'm subscribed to her OnlyFans, and i got a uh a discount on the stuff I bought from her. <laughs> so
0: you nice, spent but...
1: enough money on me over the last year. Here's a discount. Here's $5 off. That's
0: <laughs> kind of nice.
1: It was cool though. She was, she's awesome. I love her to death. It's like my dream woman. So I, I was happy with that experience. And yeah, we just walked around, you know, hit up stuff, check things out. We went to the nerd initiative group, which uh, is kind of a new thing that's starting. Ken from ODPH is part of it. And they, Kind of like a conglomerate of people that work on different podcasts and things coming together and doing content together, plus their own shows. And uh, they had a panel where they had the makeup artist from the Dark Knight movie that did Heath Ledger's makeup there, and they had him talking about, like, his work across... He's an Emmy-winning and Oscar-winning makeup artist. They had him talking about his stuff, and it was really interesting. And then it was time for me to head home. So as soon as that panel was over, I walked, uh, said good- my goodbyes, and uh, I walked out the door and walked to the train station. <laughs> and it was pouring rain, so I was this close to hiring <laughs> one of those those guys that like they put you in like a a thing on their end of their bike, and then they like right. drive you in the bike. I want to say like a tuck tuck, but that's not it. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I don't like those cause I feel bad. Like I feel awful. Like making some guy carry me in his fucking bike. Like, come on. bro. <laughs> like, plus I didn't want to pay for it. So I just walked in the pouring rain and I'm thinking to myself, like I was starving. I'm like, Holy shit, man. I, I, I need to eat something. Um, because once the free breakfast wore off, me and Stu were like, Oh shit, we're hungry as fuck. And you're in the, we're in the convention center. And a lot of the things like we didn't do some of the things because there were lines or we didn't want to miss anything. So like, we were only there for one day. So, like, it wasn't like, oh, it's Friday, midday, let's go for a walk to Gotham Market, get food, and walk back. Like, we're only at the con for one day. So, we were trying to maximize as much time there as possible. So, I said, fuck it. And we went to a stand <laughs> in the convention center, and I got an $8 hot dog with yeah. a $5 soda. <laughs> that's crazy and when i say it's an eight dollar hot dog you're probably listening to this like wow it must have been a fucking awesome like big hot dog No, dude this Mm -hmm. was like hot dog you buy at the fucking store this is like oscar meyer fucking hot dog great value fucking hot dog just a regular plain hot dog in a bun that was it and i ate it and it was fine it was just a fucking hot dog but then like the rest of the day i was like i'm gonna let my body process this whole fucking hot dog down to like the gizzards, <laughs> I absolutely refuse to buy any more food until I'm famished. I want my body to fully process this $8 <laughs> it spent. So I'm like, I'm, I'm walking back to the train station. I'm like, I'll get some food on the way, on the way there. There's gotta be a Dell. It's New York city, right? There's gotta be something. There was nothing. There was like one Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm like, I'm not buying a fucking Dunkin' Donuts in New York City. Okay. <laughs> it's not happened. Wow. So I got to the train station. I'm and at that point I'm dying. I'm so hungry. And they have a food court at the train station and I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care. And I, as I was, um, you know, checking my wallet and stuff, I'm like, wow, I actually didn't spend as much money as I thought I had said I brought $60 cash and, you know, I bought the hot dog and the soda. Um, I bought some stuff from Neptune, but. Um, Elena strikes was only a meet and greet. She wasn't selling prints or anything. So I didn't spend money there and I didn't really buy anything at the con. Um, so I still had like 30 bucks. I'm like, sweet. So I'm like dying. I'm hungry. And I'm like, what can I get? And there was a pretzel stand and I'm like, I'll just get some fucking pretzel bites and call it a night. So I'm not whatever. And it was fucking like $20. <laughs> and the <pretzel> bites <laughs> so down, and they were awful. They're so stale, <laughs> yeah. gross. Awful. So, yeah, I mean, I had a good time at New York. I got home. I got off the train at like midnight. I got home at a little after 1 a.m. And I went to bed. I got up the next day. I took a shower. I got cleaned up. And my family and I went to a concert. (laughs) So me and my wife and my two children, uh, we went to Boston and we saw Queen with Adam Lambert. Uh, My wife and I had seen them in 2019 for our wedding anniversary. The kids were upset that they didn't get to go. Um, So we said, if they ever come around again, we will go and take the children. It was not a cheap concert by any stretch of the imagination. Four seats on the floor at Boston garden, not cheap, not cheap for that level of band, but we made it happen. It was fucking awesome. It was like a religious experience. Can't recommend it enough. If you get a chance to go see them, they're touring right now, but yeah, that was awesome. I got home at like 1am and I had to work at 7am on Monday. (laughs) Oh, I just powered through the day on Monday. I just, I just forced myself through the good news about Monday at work was that I didn't have to work on Tuesday, which was, I don't know why I was scheduled that way, but why can they just give me Monday off and then let me work Tuesday, but whatever. So I didn't have to work Tuesday and I was only there till five. So I worked, I got there at seven. I was a mess. I worked, um, I made it through the day, but I could drink like four or five sodas. So I was good. (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> just pounding caffeine all day because I knew if I stayed up all night, it wouldn't even matter anyway. So, um, you know, days where I'm working, you know, four to 2 PM. And then I have to work 4 AM to 2 PM the next day. I know that by like 11, I have to stop drinking caffeine or I'm not going to bed. Um, right. So that's fine. Next day was Tuesday. My wife had the whole week off of work. So we got to hang out and now here I am I'm back with you guys and <laughs> you guys. So that's why I didn't, make the show last week, but that was, you know, kind of some of the life and times of me at New York comic con. Hopefully we'll get to go back. I'm going back next year, regardless. Um, (laughs) The the hell (laughs) with you guys. I'm going back. (laughs) That's the thing. I I, I'm going back. I like to go every year. It's like one of the things I look forward to every single year is going, Uh, but I would love to go again as press. So hopefully um, we'll get to go again as press. Um, Adam actually reached out to a lot of the people we got inquiries from, and was able to set up a lot of stuff um, virtually. So we're actually going to have content pretty much clear through almost all of November from New York on our YouTube channel um, and some stuff on TikTok as well. So uh, yeah, check out those channels for some coverage, but yeah, that was my, that was my, my crazy weekend that brought me to you guys. But uh, you know, enough about us. Why don't we talk a little bit about us some more and Marcellus Reagan's please. Tell the listeners where they can find more. So is her podcast. All right, everybody, you can head on over
2: to so And there, you're going to find a brand new episode every week. You will also find comic book, TV and movie reviews, along with some creator interviews conducted by the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. And you can check out Adam's original comic book, social studies, over at socialstudiescomic.com. You're also going to find some links to our podcast merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, magnets, coffee mugs, a whole array of items that you can purchase and represent Soul Wizard Podcast. Our social media links are there too. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and let us know what you think of the show. Find Soul Wizard on all podcasting streaming platforms such as iTunes, Spotify pods, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, check out our YouTube page where new content is being uploaded regularly. We also have a Patreon page for as little as a dollar a month. You receive exclusive bonus content while you're supporting the show. A special shout out goes to the geek world, all stars podcast network. And I'm talking about fans on patrol Pop Prism Power podcast, Cult 45 movie podcast, Superhero Speak, and the Gorilla Brain podcast. That's it for me. Back to you, Joey.
0: No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and you build a following. It takes a long time.
1: I've been working on it for a while. Okay? All right, guys, we are back. And it is time for our review of Season 1 of Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. This is the spinoff of The Mandalorian as Ahsoka goes on adventures, spinning out of that series, as well as the Rebels cartoon. Obviously, we didn't go to the movies to watch this, but... Couple questions for you guys. Marcellus Reagan's a uh, big Clone Wars and Rebels guy. Are you
2: not a big Clone Wars guy? I do like Clone Wars, I think some of it's really, really cool. Uh, but I am a big Rebels guy, big fan of Rebels. So this show should actually be called Soka season five of Rebels.
1: <laughs> all right, Aubrey Litchfield. I feel like I know the answer to this question, but did you watch Clone Wars or Rebels at all? <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> I tried, it's on my man.
0: list you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> i haven't heard about aubrey's list in a long time
0: <laughs> uh, it's, it's on there somewhere
1: i i am famously not a clone mm-hmm. wars or rebels guy so i tried man i tried i made it through five seasons of clone wars i couldn't do it any further every time i'd watch it and be like man this show sucks somebody would be like Oh, you just gotta make it to the next season. I'm like, how many fucking seasons are there? Because this show sucks. <laughs> I was not a fan, can't do the animation, just can't do it. Looks awful. And uh Rebels, I don't know, it's the same shitty animation, and I just couldn't get into it. So uh unfortunately, I was not a big fan of either, but I did love the Mandalorian as we all did, so you know we and we, we love Rosario Dawson, don't we, Marcellus? Yeah, yeah, she's nice. I like her. So we had to check it out, and you know what we're going to do as always is go non-spoiler. So there'll be no spoilers to start. You'll let get an impression of what we thought, and then Marcellus will drop the drop delineating spoilers, so the rest of you can stick around if you've watched and you don't mind, and we get some more in-depth discussion. Those of you who haven't seen any further can you know bounce and at least know what we thought. So to get started, non-spoiler, Marcellus Reagans, what'd you think of Ahsoka season one?
2: Well, as I mentioned, I'm a big fan of the Rebels cartoon show. Uh, So this pretty much felt like a sequel or to the next season of Rebels. Uh, You know, the show is not without its flaws, but it gave me the things that I wanted out of a Ahsoka show. So I liked it, but I'm also a very uh, Star Wars biased fan. So, you know, there's a someone brought up there's a fine line between being a Star Wars fan and being a Star Wars cheerleader. Uh, and I fall into the cheerleader camp. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to root for Star Wars no matter what. I enjoyed
1: the <laughs> show. I thought it was good. Better than Rise of Skywalker?
2: Nothing's better than Rise of Skywalker. How dare you? Oh, God. Aubrey Litchfield, what'd
1: you think?
0: I think it was better than Andor. Um,
1: well, if you stayed awake throughout it, it was better than Andor. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, and it... um. I feel like it was kind of in the middle between Andor and Mandalorian. Like there wasn't as much action as there was in Mandalorian, but there was, um there was kind of more of a, a an in-depth story. Like there wasn't an Andor.
1: All right. Well, I, you know, have been a star Wars cheerleader as Mark Ellis would call it for the majority of my life. I think in the last four or five years i think it's it's slowly kind of fallen off as the quality of product has slowly fallen off but i gotta tell you i thought this was fucking awesome what no i absolutely loved it i watched the whole thing and over the course of well i watched the first three episodes a couple weeks ago and then i watched all of it over the last two days the rest of it. And uh yeah, so I mean, it's fresh in my mind and I thought it was great, man. I really liked it quite a bit actually. Now the Mark is right though, there are some flaws and we will talk about those in spoilers, but as a star Wars fan looking for episodic television of star Wars, for the most part, I thought this hit on almost every cylinder. So, you know, we're all over the place again, <laughs> <laughs> but I think the only way, For us to talk any further is to go into spoilers. So if you haven't watched it or you haven't finished it, you at least know what the three of us thought. Personally, (laughs) we don't have a consensus yet. And (laughs) the rest of you stick around because we're going to drop the drop. We're going to spoil Ahsoka season one. Let's talk
0: about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear
1: spoiler. (laughs) Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. All right, that that's still funny like 6 years after we stopped started using it. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with things that we liked about the show, uh Marcellus Reagan's. Things that you liked about season 1. All
2: right. So there is a few episodes in here. So there's a lot of stuff that I liked about it. I'm I'm not going to tie up too much time. Uh, number 1, you know, I did like Andor, but Andor is a very kind of uh, mature
1: Star Wars storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, have to, you have to be a high intelligence to be able to, to handle something like Andor, <laughs> right? Marcon? It's dr-
2: true. It's, dr- you know, it's dramatic and it's intense and it, it works on different levels. It doesn't have the same popcorn adventure feel that the Star Wars that I grew up with had. Which is fine. I'm an adult now. you know, I can handle some of that stuff. Uh, Ahsoka has that big, fun popcorn Star Wars adventure feel to it. I like Jedi, I like lightsabers, so the fact that this show is filled with it was just perfect for me. I love that stuff. I love that we got to see you know, a a tiny bit of the Andor world where you get to see how the universe is now that the Empire is gone. And you have the people who are uh, loyalists to the Empire who are still kind of weaseling their way around this new Republic. That I thought was cool because they don't really delve into that in any other format. Uh, so I, I was glad to see that. Shout out to C3PO. Awesome cameo by C3PO. I love that. Uh, you know, it, it felt great to to have like an original trilogy character mixed in there. Ray Stevenson as Balin Skull, uh, the best beard in Star Wars, uh, just <laughs> amazing. Uh he was he was fantastic. Uh the at the beginning. Um, I really liked this character, I liked his his evilness, um, and I really wanted to see like what what his deal was the guy that played ezra bridger is 110 percent perfect like these you know if you watch the cartoon show you know it's it for certain characters like with bo katan and the mandalorian it's like okay she voiced the character i can kind of see her the cartoon character in the live action version uh with sabine in this show she doesn't quite feel like the cartoon version because her her voice is so much different than the other character. Uh, But Ezra, who's like the star of Rebels, I'm like, how are they going to get someone to play this kid as an adult? And the actor that plays him is like spot on perfect. It felt like, like it was really Ezra Bridger. So I love that. I loved when he came onto the scene and I just want more adventures with that character. He did it so perfectly. They wrote that character so well for him. And episode five. Episode five is an amazing episode where uh, Ahsoka kind of falls into her kind of uh, the tree from Empire Strikes Back. The kind of testing area where she gets to see, kind of see her fate. And it does this little kind of a time travel thing where they bring back Anakin and they put Hayden Christensen in the animated outfits. The The fact that the the Star Wars cartoons are not supposed to be like the movies. You know, they're supposed to connect, but they don't really connect. And as joy, as you pointed out, you know, you can't really get into them. You know, there's star Wars is live action. The cartoons just look weird. So you can't really connect those two worlds together. And the fact that we had Hayden Christensen inside of the Anakin cartoon outfit was like amazing. So it blends those worlds together. And that I thought was fantastic. And also the introduction of grand Admiral Thrawn. I liked where his story is going, it it felt like it was worth the wait to get to this point. Um, but that's just the the main things. There's a gazillion other things that I liked about it, but that's the main stuff.
1: All right, all right, Aubrey Litchfield, you are also a big Star Wars fan. What did you like about this season of Ahsoka?
0: Um, I agree. It d- it does feel like a Star Wars theatrical piece. It doesn't it doesn't so much feel like a TV show in a, in a way. I think that I could have watched the entirety of it at the movies and been totally fine. It has the the look of of a theatrical release. It's beautiful looking. I think the cast is fantastic. They did a really good job casting this. It's interesting in a way, like it shows different life forms in the star wars uniform and in the star wars universe like you're so used to seeing humans and jedis and siths and this kind of like brings in more alien life forms um so that that's really interesting that they actually were able to pull that off and they didn't look stupid so i do appreciate that i appreciate the budget for this i appreciate that it's it doesn't make you fall asleep quite like andor does yeah. Um, it does keep your attention. <laughs> so I, um I, I do give it that it has a good story to it too. Like it, it is a very good story.
1: Well, I, I'm pretty sure we all just heard that, right? We all heard Aubrey say she'd want to go to the movies for eight hours. Yes. Yes. I did hear that.
2: <laughs> That's
1: high praise. That's high praise. <laughs> Would you be awake the entire time, Aubrey?
0: Maybe not, but you know, I try. <laughs>
1: Alright, well, things that I liked about the show, um, you know, you guys nailed it pretty much right on the head. It it, it's, it looks fucking fantastic. I think there was only really one wonky special effect in the entire series. And I can't even remember what the context of it was, but um, and I don't even remember whose ship it was now. It could have been the Ghost, or it could have been Ahsoka's ship was, like, flying along some water or something, and it looked like absolute garbage. But... For the most part, uh, special effects looked fantastic in this. I think they did a good job of making it Rebels Season 5 without requiring you to have really watched any or much of Rebels at all. Um, I know who the characters are like through osmosis and being in the fandom, so I know who these people are. I don't really know much about them. I've probably watched 45 minutes total of Rebels in my lifetime, but... Uh you know, they did a good job of, uh, of bringing you along if you had missed out on that stuff. so it was it was well done for that. Um, I loved the lightsaber action. I, I didn't realize how much I missed it. I know I've said in the past, like, oh, we don't need lightsabers and Jedi and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, and then we got and snore, and uh, <laughs> and, you know, it was great as a cure for insomnia, but otherwise, it was just like boring as fuck. Um, so I'm glad like we're moving back to. Star Wars instead of something that's not Star Wars pretending to be Star Wars and then everyone acting like they're better than you because they like it and you are just like well I just want Star Wars I don't want this anyway so <laughs> I appreciated uh, the lightsaber duels and I like that all of the characters had their own style the way they fight. So like the way Sheen Hati fought was different than Sabine was different than Ahsoka was different than Anakin was different than Morgan with a witch sword was different than Balin. Like everybody had their own distinct style. It still wasn't like on the level of like an action movie. It wasn't like we're watching the raid or something, but it was certainly uh, better than some of the other stuff we've seen throughout the saga. So I appreciated that quite a bit. And and I just thought storyline wise, it was cool. I was I was locked in the whole time. I think they did a good job of you know having a cool story that it didn't tie. I mean, it ties into stuff, but because like obviously they mentioned like Leia and the FC3PO, but it wasn't uh, nostalgia porn either, which they could have certainly done with characters from Clone Wars, with Anakin, with um Grand Admiral Thrawn for the old school EU fans, like all that stuff. It could have gotten into nostalgia porn. And I think maybe episode five, like you said, Mark, where she kind of has her tree moment time traveling back to the Clone Wars. Maybe that was a little bit of member berries, but yeah. I don't think it was too much. I, I never thought it was too much. And it served the story. It made sense in the story. It wasn't like, you know, the Rebels gang has to meet at Dexter Jetzer's diner or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I would love that. I would love that. I I did like um, when Sabine and Ezra met up and she's like, and the emperor died. And he's like, you sure about that (laughs) Uh, or something to that effect. And I thought that was adorable. Um, And I, I I liked um, Ezra quite a bit in this. And I I always thought he was annoying in the 45 minutes of rebels that I watched. So, you know, for the most part, I really, really liked this as a star Wars product. And the best of all is, is just watching this eight hours, guys, It, it locked down two of the five spots. And this year's Woman Crush of the Year for me with uh Natasha Liu Bordizo as Sabine, who uh, seems to be locked in at number one for me at this point. I didn't think anyone was going to knock Rena from uh John Wick 4 off the top. But here we are. And then, of course, uh, Ivana Sakno Sok- as Sheen Hati. It's more like Shen Hati. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they those two ladies are very young and healthy and I appreciated it um, but yeah I mean I, I thought it was great even Grand Admiral Thrawn I was thrown off a little bit by the pictures I thought he looked like a blue data from Star Trek yeah
0: I thought but, that was him too
1: yeah um, I just thought in motion it, it it was a lot better and he see I didn't watch Rebels so I don't know what he's like in Rebels but to me it seemed he seemed right off the page from uh, the heir to the Empire novels to me so um, I don't know I just thought for the most part, when it did stuff and knocked it out of the park. But there has to be things that we didn't like. So Marcellus Reagans, tell me some things you didn't like about Ahsoka season one. All right. So this is
2: going to sound really petty, but (laughs) I don't like Sabine's hairstyle. Like when she had the long hair, I was like, yeah, adult Sabine. That's cool. And then she cut it off, you know, I guess to fit inside the helmet or I don't know, to make her look more like the cartoon character, and it just didn't work for me. I just—I uh, it worked. It, it worked long.
1: It worked short. It just <laughs> <I know>. worked.
2: <laughs> Season one, crush of a year for you, Joy. I get that, but you know, I like. I feel like I've I've spent, you know, four seasons, five seasons with Sabine. I feel like I kind of know her, and that hairstyle just did not look like her at all. So yeah, again, petty, but I didn't like it. I didn't like that. Rosario Dawson plays Ahsoka with a kind of like stoic. Wait maturity and you know we've seen ahsoka grow up and when we first saw her she was like a kind of a bratty 16 year old or whatever snips yeah <laughs> exactly so you know we've seen her character progress i know Joey you didn't watch the clone wars but she I saw become... the movie i saw five seasons of it <laughs> if you don't watch okay don't watch any of the clone wars but at least watch the last four episodes no,
1: I'm <laughs> done. I'm done. I'm so sick of this market. It's nothing against you. Know, you. Uh, I'm so uh, sick of being like, "Wow, I don't really like the Clone Wars. i oh, just hang in there for another uh, 75 hours." Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm done. I'm not watching anymore. I
2: understand. I understand. So I'm just going to make it I'm going to plead one more time if you the last four episodes of Clone Wars is not like any of the rest of the show. I mean, it kind of is, but it it starts off <laughs> like it's It's designed to be the other Star Wars movie in between episode two and episode three. Uh, And they do a really good job of weaving it in between episode two and three. So again, it's not just for you, Joy, but anyone else don't watch all seven, eight seasons of Clone Wars or whatever. Just if you're a Star Wars fan, if you like the prequels, just watch the last four episodes. They are amazing. So yeah. So uh, Rosario Dawson plays Ahsoka very stoic and quiet and she has her arms crossed and very monotone which annoyed me and i didn't really catch it at all because you know i love i love rosario dawson i love the character of ahsoka and my girlfriend was watching it and she not you know isn't into the like the star wars lore and she's like is she ever gonna get like excited or sad or you know <laughs> any kind of emotion at all and i'm like oh my god you're right she spends the whole show just kind of arms crossed very monotone and I'm like I kind of want to get a little bit of of energy from her I think she smiled once in episode five maybe so that was a little you know I love the the idea of the fallen Jedi of uh, Balin Skull and and Hati whatever her name is Sheen Hati Sheen Hati I like that she had a little Padawan braid and he's like training her to you know do something but their storylines just cut cold and when you get to the end of the show it doesn't feel like a full journey it feels like like there's obviously there's going to be a season two but you want at least I want to feel like I did the whole eight episodes and I completed a full arc and the way that they just cut their stories off felt very cheap pretty crappy actually I love Ezra I love the fact that Sabine was going to do whatever she can to find him because that's what he said at the end of the cartoon you know I'm going to do what I can to save the universe. Please find me. (laughs) So she finds him. And when they meet up, I'm expecting this big emotional like reunion. And they're just kind of like, hey, hey, no. All right. I guess I found you. And I thought that was it. I'm like, what? Wait. That's what I that's what I've been waiting for. I didn't watch
1: Rebels, Mark. So were they like dating or was No,
2: no. He was like the the he's like he's a few years younger than her. So he's like the teenager. That thinks like she's, you know, they're kind of like cousins in a way, in a weird way. Not related, but he thinks her are like the older cousin, if that makes sense. I'm glad you didn't say stepbrother. <laughs> no, not stepbrother. Uh, so, no, there isn't any kind of romantic anything between them. But they are kind of, you know, they're close in age and are both kind of young hotshots, so to speak. But I was expecting him to have a much more emotional reunion and it didn't happen. And then when Ahsoka showed up, I expected her to have a much more uh emotional reunion and she kind of smiled a little bit but that's it um and the one before the show started the one thing i wanted i'm like please just give me ezra sabine and ahsoka all with lightsabers fighting stormtroopers if you give me that i will be super happy and they did give it to me but that's such a like the idea of that the entrance to that scene should have been so much cooler you know what i mean like it should have been like you see all three of them line up. You see them light their lightsabers. You know, you stand up. You're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And instead, they just kind of showed them like like not even a second thought. I was like, oh, here they are. They're lightsabers, blah, blah, blah. So I felt like there was a, a, a really cool Star Wars moment that they just didn't do. And that I felt cheated. Honestly, mm-hmm. I felt cheated after that. But that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, uh, I wasn't a fan of Ahsoka fighting spaceships outside of the stars outside of her ship. <laughs>
1: I thought that was pretty cool.
2: It's it's something like okay, I've watched Star Wars, I've never seen anything like that before. But come on, she's doing was cartwheels it? in space and slicing slicing ships in half.
1: Come on, better or worse than Princess Leia Mary Poppins flying <laughs> in The Last Jedi? All right, so if you when you put it that way, it's way better than Mary Poppins. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> All right, so that's it. That's all I didn't like. So as a Rise of Skywalker fan, Mark, did you appreciate the fact that they just had to get this one thing and it was a map? Dude, I'm like... They didn't have to go get a dagger that was on the Death Star where that thing can only be used on the Death Star and then... (laughs) No, dude, I'm sorry, but there's something to, to be said about, okay,
2: here's a character. She's going into this tomb. She's finding a map the map leads to someone that disappeared years ago. I'm like, it's rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like they're literally doing the exact same thing as rise of Skywalker. Here's this villain. That's away, And we need this map to go and find them. And everyone's trying to get the map, but it's, it's the, the opposite because movie.
1: they're going after a bad guy instead of a good guy. They're going after Thrawn where the bad guys are going after Thrawn. Yeah. Only the, What's your name is going after. Well, trilogy they're going, they're trying to find Luke. Oh, sorry. That was another map they had to find. My bad.
2: <laughs> right. I'm talking about Rise of Skywalker, where Kylo Ren finds the map to get Palpatine. Too many maps. Too many maps. Not enough lightsabers. That's right. All right so Anything that's else. It.
1: That's it. <laughs> that, that's it for me. That's all I didn't like. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, what did you not like about season one of Ahsoka?
0: It's it's heavy um, in a way that Mandalorian wasn't. It's not as heavy as Andor, but it still it still is pretty story heavy, Um, which can be hard for people like me to want to sit there and sit through it all. I mean, it it was good, and I'm glad that I did, but I think it it has like this depth to it that uh, you know it 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 just it has an audience, and it's not an audience. It's not like a a for everybody um like kids can definitely not sit through this and and have and it make the same impact that a star wars fans do- that it does with star wars fans i think that it it definitely has its audience and that's not the broader range and and i agree with mark's girlfriend <laughs> Soka has no feeling whatsoever. And maybe that also adds into like this, it's too heavy kind of feeling. Because when there's a lack of emotion throughout the entire show, it makes it a little bit harder to watch because it's just like it has that it's so serious feel to it. But honestly, I don't have too much to complain about because I didn't watch Rebels and Clone mm-hmm. Wars. So I don't really have anything to compare it to.
1: All right. Well, you know, I'm going to agree with you, Aubrey, and Mark's girlfriend. <laughs> and this was something I started noticing. I want I watched the first three episodes and then I was probably about like halfway through episode four-ish mm-hmm. last night when I was like, you know, this show... I know Ahsoka is this beloved character in fandom. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tread lightly. I know people I, I am friends with people. I talk to, oh, they all like love this character more than life, but kind of coming in cold. I watched some clone wars and I watched a little bit of rebels, but coming in cold, um, this seems like the Sabine show <laughs> <laughs> instead of the Ahsoka show, because you're right. She more or less stands around frowning for 90% of the show. Um, <laughs> I thought that maybe episode five where she encounters Anakin and she goes back in time. And, and I don't know if that was actual time travel or if it was a force thing. I'm not, I don't care either way. I'm not going to sit here fighting and arguing over time travel and star Wars, but you know, when she has like that thing that goes on with the Anakin ghost, I, I assume then, then her like attitude would change after that. Like maybe that was, you know, she was all stoic. Now she's going to be a little less stoic. But she doesn't. She mostly is is like that the whole series. Like she has one look on her face. You know, she gets some cool um, lightsaber fights, some cool action sequences. But for the most part, she just seems nonplussed by everything. So as somebody kind of coming in cold and being like, this is her series. Like, why would I care? Why do I care about this character? I can't invest in this character emotionally. You know, like, and not just because I think she's hot, but like Sabine has like a journey in this. She wants to find her friend. She's struggling to learn the force. You know, she finds her friend. She gets her hero's moment in the final battle where she can move the lightsaber with her hand. She gets all these moments, and ahsoka is really just kind of there for the most part. She does cool things. She's almost like a do sex machina uh, for the series because she can do things to move the plot along, but she doesn't really do anything. So I thought that was a little frustrating. And again, I, I actually love Sabine in this, so, you know, I'm not one hundred percent complaining, but, for the most part, it was just like, well, then why is this called Ahsoka instead of, like, Rebels Part 5 or Rebels in Live Action or something? I don't know. And speaking of that, we never really got the whole team together.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They,
1: they can't do too much. I, I really wanted that, but. No Rex at that. all. I mean, we saw him in Mandalorian, right? Right. And there was a, a quick little cameo in the uh, the Clone Wars scenes in, in Ahsoka. Right, but we we saw him in the past and we've seen him in other shows and, right. and I felt like uh, Hera got like sidelined. Like anytime the show could pull her out, they did. And I don't know if that's because, you know, they cast a big name actress as Hera or what, but it's like, if that's the issue, then cast somebody else. I know she's dating Obi-Wan, but cast somebody else.
2: <laughs> no, to to your point, it's the Ahsoka show. They can't have, they already have Ahsoka with her Padawan. They can't put all of the rebels in there.
1: It just felt like the show was straining to keep her off screen <laughs> when <laughs> you know that that's what all the fans want to see is all of them together. And we never got it. <laughs> so and they even kept her kid with the weird hair. So, yeah. but I thought that was a little frustrating. I'll agree with you, Mark. I thought um, Balin and Sheen hates' uh, story just kind of was like shunted off to the side once they got to the Thrawn's planet. And, you know, he has a lot of lines that kind of like allude, to cool stuff, but we never get to to learn about it or experience anything. Um, we never find out where Shin-Hate came from. And then this is one of the most frustrating things for me, and I'm sorry, Mark, but Sabine and Ezra and the weird like shell people get attacked. And he's like, I don't need a lightsaber. Right. And he doesn't. And and he does some cool moves with the force, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't do cool enough moves with the force. First of all, was with my problem. So I think the best use of the force in combat that we've seen was in Obi-Wan when Darth Vader and I can't remember the character's name fought the black woman. Do you remember that that fight?
2: Uh, in the Obi-Wan show. I vaguely
1: remember She's her. like going all out and Vader is just like whatever oh, yeah. and like yeah. waving his hand and like blocking all her stuff and like right. catching the lightsaber with the force and stuff. Um, That shit was awesome. But like Ezra's basically just force pushing people over and over again. But he doesn't want a lightsaber or a weapon. But then later on <laughs> we it's a cool scene. We get them fighting everybody with their lightsabers but all of a sudden he has a lightsaber again and he's not using any of that. Well,
2: here's the thing. he does
1: cool mm. <laughs> he
2: didn't want his old lightsaber the one that that uh Sabine was using, which I have to say really it's really cool that she's part Mandalore, so she's gonna be using two guns, a flamethrower, and a lightsaber. like I thought that was pretty badass uh but could she get had... any better no. <laughs> That lightsaber belongs to Ezra. That's his old lightsaber. And for her to complete her journey, she has to have her own lightsaber. So when she goes to give it to him, he's like, no, I don't want to use it because that's not my lightsaber. And then he goes on to build a lightsaber based on his master from the cartoon show that you guys didn't watch uh, using pieces from the lightsaber. So Freddie Prince Jr. Right. Basically (laughs) Freddie Prince Jr.'s character who uh, was in the other show. So his lightsaber is kind of a new, a new construction, uh, with pieces of that, so it's definitely much more Ezra's
1: lightsaber. So he, he gets his, she's all that lightsaber, and then he, <laughs> so now he's now he just now he wants to use a lightsaber. So yeah, he's piecing it together, and they're playing "Kiss Me" in a background. Hey man, the guy married Sarah Michelle Gellar. Good for him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just just little little tiny things like that. I I just didn't enjoy ahsoka's character in this and honestly like she just felt like Ex machina she'd show up and like win a fight for them or do stuff like flip around on the spaceship and whatnot but i wasn't invested in anything happening with her i didn't really care about what was happening with her and we're never really explained like what her connection to thrawn is why she wants to stop him so bad i mean obviously because he's like a bad guy but you know sabine had a reason for wanting to go the hyperspace ring because Ezra was there. Ahsoka just wants to stop the bad guy.
2: Well, Ahsoka's entire lifestyle from when she was a child was at the beginning of the Clone Wars. So she's known nothing but war her entire time. There's no war going on right now? Yes. You want to know why? Because she's going to stop it. (laughs) That's the point. She knows Thrawn is going to start a whole new war and she's going to do whatever she can to stop it because that's all she's known.
1: Yeah, I feel like even an entire episode dedicated to showing us her entire life was war and all of that wasn't enough. <laughs> it just didn't it didn't click for me that like her motivations didn't click. Mm-hmm. And I think that hurts a show called Ahsoka with Ahsoka mm-hmm. as the main character when you just don't <laughs> give a flying fuck about her. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. I mean, maybe I, I thought the stuff she did was cool, you know, blah blah blah, but yeah, For the most part, it was just kind of like, mm-hmm. get out of the way. Let, let the other characters <laughs> up front, like any of the other characters, because almost every other character was more interesting than her. So. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's that's all. Those were my only complaints. <laughs> all right. So before we wrap it up, would, would you guys be down with season two of this, uh, Marcellus Regan?
2: Hell yes. Especially mm-hmm. considering that Ezra somehow stole a ship off mm-hmm. of Thrawn's starship and... Landed in a rebel base in a full stormtrooper outfit with no issue at all. Good for him. I think it's funny because that's something that happens on a cartoon show all of the time, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't, I can't understand how anyone could look at that and be like, "Oh yeah, that's totally fine." It seems ridiculous. So yeah, I, I definitely want season two because I want more of that stuff. Aubrey, you down with season two?
0: Uh yes. If they change some things, like I feel like it needs to have a little bit more of a hook to it. It just kind of it it's a little too story heavy.
1: You think that comes from uh Ahsoka being too stoic in this?
0: Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If she could kind of show some, you know, human like qualities.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't need her to be Star Lord or anything, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> do something yeah, other than standing there with a puss on with your arms folded. Anyway, I'd be down for Thanks season two, much. obviously. Just hopefully more Sabine, more Sheenhati, and less Ahsoka in the Ahsoka show.
2: So, just, give me, just give me all of the rebels together in one scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, except make- for the guy that died. Except for Freddie Prince Jr. I could we can make a ghost, you know. If we can bring back Moff Tarkin, we
1: can make a ghost uh Freddie Prince Jr. character. That's fine. Why did Anakin's ghost visit Ahsoka but not Luke ever? Uh because uh don't worry about it.
2: Ah, Ahsoka is his padawan. Their connection is through the Force. Luke is just his kid. He doesn't know oh, Anakin it's at all. only
1: his son. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> and he never met because his wife was like, "Uh Leia, uh, uh Luke, uh and died." <laughs> wait, that's not wait, that's not true. Anakin
2: did go to Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi. So, he got yep. his he got his moment.
1: All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last question: Can you rank the Star Wars live action series uh, after watching this?
0: I go Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Andor.
1: What about Book of Boba Fett? Oh, no.
0: Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, Andor.
2: Is that all of them? I think so. Marquel is right. Uh, yeah, Mandalorian season two. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm just saying all the Mandalorian, but definitely Mandalorian season two. That goes at the very top. Crap. All right. I'm going to, damn it. I'm going to have to do it. Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, and then way down at the bottom is Book of Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> all right. I will go. Andor is
0: not at the bottom.
2: Oh, no. shit. I forgot Andor. Uh, all right. Let me, sorry. Let well, me start Arb, over. You also
1: forgot Obi-Wan, so... <laughs>
0: Oh, Obi-Wan's going to be uh maybe right underneath Ahsoka too. No, I mean... Yeah, yeah.
2: All right, Mandalorian Season 2. Obi-Wan. Oof. Ah- Ahsoka. Andor.
1: Book of Boba Fett.
0: Man, Andor being anything that lasts is really hurting me.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I will go. Mandalorian number one. Ahsoka number two. Uh, a huge gap book of boba fett what a huge gap oh my god obi-wan and then Mickey. like the, like infinity gap like you need a map <laughs> from the fucking sith people and the witches <gasps> to find it and snore you
2: can get all <laughs> the way
1: to fuck out of here with that
2: <laughs> i'm sorry obi-wan was not that good dude it was look sure. it didn't it didn't like rewrite star wars but it gave us something that we otherwise would have never seen in live action. I understand you grew up with the EU novel. So you're all about like star Wars offshoot stuff. Me, I'm only the live action person. So the <laughs> you're fact older than you did, me. <laughs> you were around for all that stuff. Oh yeah. I was around for it. Uh, again, star Wars is live action movies. The, the cartoons are, you have to squint really hard to get to them. So anytime we get these kind of extra star Wars stories, come on obi-wan running around with young princess leah come
1: on dude that yeah when awesome. he tried to hide her to get off the fucking place by just putting her under his coat <laughs> or when she ran away from flea from red hot chili peppers and possibly right. the worst shot scene in the history of the entire saga yeah all right if we're gonna talk about goofy stuff that happens in star wars we'll be here forever dude. Come on. Dude. <laughs> i'm just saying it's just one man's opinion don't 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 shoot the messenger you know fine fine All right. Well, that about sums up our feelings on Ahsoka season one. The only thing left to do is to score it from zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. Marcellus Reagans, what do you have for Ahsoka? All right. The fact that they gave me cool lightsaber battles, um, the Rebels season five that
2: I didn't know I wanted until I saw it, and zombie stormtroopers, for some reason, seemed pretty cool.
1: Uh, I'm going to give this a four out of five. Awesome. Aubrey Litchfield.
0: Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of five.
1: All right. I am going to give it a four out of five. Uh, I think it's probably in that three and a half to three and a quarter range, but I'm going to nudge it up a little bit for having some hotties in there, some sheen (laughs) hotties in there. Um, just, sorry, I'm a misogynist pig and that's how I score things. So fuck off if you don't like it. Um, Anyway, yeah, uh, I, I'm thinking it's a four. I think this is probably the second best Star Wars live action series. It definitely felt like Star Wars to me, and uh, you know, I just really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to season two, hopefully, and then it's all going to cross over into some crazy bullshit that we'll all be watching anyway. So <laughs> on the big screen, though, no, that's gonna that's gonna be the difference, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> a double feature with uh, Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got?
0: Uh, I'm going to recommend everybody go get Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I think it's really fun co-op by yourself. It it can be a little bit more like your average side-scroller, but it's really fun if you're playing co-op.
1: Awesome! It is on Colin's wish list, so hopefully, hopefully we'll.
0: Be- it just came out Friday, and it it we got to play it actually at Nintendo Live, and me and Noah had a blast.
1: Awesome! Well, Marcellus Reagans, how about you?
2: Yeah, so uh, Ray Stevenson, who was also in Ahsoka, uh, R.I.P., passed away before the show came out. But I wanted to recommend a couple of movies that he was in.
1: Punisher Uh, War Journal?
2: (laughs) Punisher War Zone. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Probably one of the most violent Marvel movies ever made. That isn't really a Marvel movie. Uh, This happened. I want to say this happened like the year before the MCU was kind of born. Directed by Lexi Alexander. And she pulled no punches. This movie is violent as hell. And Ray Stevenson is amazing as Frank Castle, the Punisher. Uh, I think it's he sets the bar. And all the other Punisher movies and TV shows are just trying to catch up to it. So Punisher Warzone, it's streaming on uh, Prime Video. And uh, another movie he was in that came out last year that I loved. It's called RRR. It's a uh, kind of an a Indian... Action, comedy, drama, musical, uh, Academy Award winning are one for a best original song last year. Uh, he, Ray Stevenson is in that too, and he plays a villain, and he's amazing in that movie too. It's three hours, but it is a cinematic journey that is damn near a
1: masterpiece. Uh, and that's streaming on Netflix, so check that out. All right, well, I will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com, where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content. And now, Stu from the Stu World Order is going to be posting movie reviews on there as well. So, check out sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Like I said, Adam's going to be dropping New York Comic Con interviews and content probably all the way through November. So get on board and check it out. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. And it is the only place to hear us discussing news and trailers, as well as my exclusive just Joey mini sodes. So check it out and support the podcast. I have some recommendations for you. My recommendation for a movie. I've been slowly creeping back up on my movie watching. I am at 144 new release or first time watch movies for the year. I am 16 away from my goal for the year. Wow, <laughs> good for you, dude. Man, I fell behind. I was a rough couple months there. Rough three months that really put me behind. I was on pace to smash that number of 160, but uh it was a little rough but yeah i managed to watch two movies today so that was good and i'm not recommending either of those movies um bigfoot colon the lost coast tapes or um shoot fighter two actually shoot fighter two is pretty fucking awesome but it's really bad so that's an acquired taste what i will recommend is now currently streaming on Screenbox, and our good friends over at Screenbox sent me a screener for it and that is a movie called shaky shivers markels have you heard of this movie no, I don't think I have heard of this movie. All right. This is a horror comedy uh, directed by Soon Ka- Kang. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Soon Kang. He's uh, Han from uh, <laughs> yes. the
2: best franchise in the world besides Star Wars, Fast and Furious.
1: Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the actor that was in the Fast and the Furious movies would probably be the thing everyone knows him from the most. Um, he's you know moving into directing, and this is his first movie. It's a horror comedy. And I will say, before you even get excited horror in very tiny letters, comedy in huge <laughs> letters. So please do not watch this expecting to be even remotely scared, but it is the story of two girls just out of high school losers working at an ice cream store. One of them gets bit by something and insistent. She's going to turn into a werewolf. Um, so they decide to go out in the woods. So she doesn't harm anybody when this happens and hijinks ensue. Um, I, I thought it was, had, some really funny laugh out loud moments, as well as a lot of sensible chuckles. It's not the best thing in the world. It's not a fucking Oscar winner. It's not five out of five, but for a 90 minute movie I watched on an afternoon and I got some laughs and had some fun with it and some funny gore and uh, okay. Uh, makeup effects on some of the stuff too. I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good. It's no slaughterhouse. house, <laughs> but I had a good time with it. So uh shaky shivers, now streaming on Screambox. So check that out. And, you know, while you're streaming stuff, you might want to jump on to Peacock or head out to movie theaters. Because my friends, next week on the podcast, the long-awaited Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which will be on Peacock and in theaters. I know you guys are excited. Oh, it oh is. Mark <laughs> loved Willie's Wonderland so much. Oh, I, I'm like, is there more Willie's Wonderland?
2: Can we get some more of this? <laughs>
1: that we're going to check it out. So that's the big, uh, probably one of the biggest releases of the fall, actually. So uh, we're going to skip Taylor Swift concert and we're going to check out five nights at Freddy's. So you check it out and come on back, but that is going to do it for episode number 481 in a row of the so wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DeCarlo and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: There's only room for one stoic person. And that is me.
1: (laughs) And the hot he puts the hottie in shin hottie (laughs) (laughs) mr markey
2: Marcellus Reagans. everybody have yourself a great week and wakanda forever
1: that's right guys we will see you next week for five nights at freddy's good journey